Welcome to Irish Exit Everything. My name is Frank, and I stand Netflix and Netflix original shows. You know, people get pissed off when Netflix raises their monthly fee, but if they keep making good shit, I say take my money. Take most of my money and take my couch. I paid a lot of money for my couch. Netflix can have it if they keep making good shows. And I'm not just talking about American shows like Stranger Things, Queer Eye, Last Chance You, Ozark. Those shows are great, but I'm also talking about international shows. Netflix is basically the pit bull of streaming services. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, Netflix has made a push to make more foreign language content, and I'm not mad about it. Some of my favorite shows on Netflix are in a foreign language. Uh, there's Dark, 3%, Black Spot. Uh, Dark is a German show about time travel. Uh, 3% is a Brazilian show about uh, socioeconomic status and power. And Black Spot is a French show about weird shit that happens in the woods. They're great. And Netflix has plans for even more foreign language content. Why are they doing this? Well. One Netflix exec was quoted saying some pretty idealistic stuff like, oh, good storytelling can come from anywhere and it's more authentic when it's grounded in its local culture. Oh, so basically he's trying to convince us that Netflix just wants to bring us amazing stories no matter which language it's rooted in. Which seems nice, right? But at the end of the day, Netflix is a business. And someone pointed out that the European Parliament has passed a law that requires 30% of content on streaming services must be created in Europe. <laughs> and Netflix definitely does not want to lose their entire European audience. I mean, which is fair. Netflix has 139 million subscribers globally, and half of that comes from outside the US. So yeah, they're happy to make some foreign language shows. Which is fine, because they're good. They're good shows. So if you decide to watch these shows, you, know, you can watch it in its foreign language with English subtitles or with English audio dubbed over, but obviously if you choose the dubbed over version, what you hear, what the characters are saying, doesn't match up with the way their lips are moving <laughs> and, and their voice doesn't sound like it would come from that person. And all that makes it seem cheap, in my opinion. You know, I've told a couple people about these shows, and I explained, oh, you can watch it with the English audio, but I feel like it detracts from the show. You should watch it in the original language with English subtitles. And I cannot tell you how many people said, oh, I don't like reading subtitles, or oh, I, I can't do subtitles because they're distracting. And it's not just my friends who have said this. Netflix did a survey on foreign language content, and they found that a high percentage of U.S. viewers did not want to watch content in languages other than English. And that's really kind of disappointing, you know? We should be embarrassed by that as a nation. Uh, I learned about ethnocentrism in grad school, uh, where you basically don't care about other cultures, and Americans are extremely guilty of that. Uh, so for this topic, I wanted to talk with someone who is an American and has a lot of experience with foreign languages to see how they feel about this. So I decided to talk to my friend Tatiana, who is from France. Um, she went to grad school with me and she's the biggest fan of my show. So anyone listening right now who's like, what the hell, I'm definitely the biggest fan. I say to you, prove it. <laughs> uh, here's my conversation with Tatiana. Tatiana, 
AKA Tater Tot, <laughs> AKA Thatiana. Has anyone called you Thatiana? Some people, I guess, at work. <laughs> Do they mean it as an insult or as a compliment? Uh, I hope a compliment. We'll say compliment. Uh, so you're French, right? I am. Uh, can you say welcome to Irish Exit Everything in French? Bienvenue sur Irish Exit Everything. Okay, I see because Irish Exit Everything is a like it's the a title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you've lived in France and the U.S. and Canada. Anywhere else? A lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> um, my dad, being in the army, we traveled every two years. So I was born in Tahiti, but then moved back to France, then lived in Africa. Ivory Coast, then back to France, um, French Guiana, Thailand for just a couple months, and the States, and now Canada. Wow, that's crazy. I was not <laughs> expecting that long list of names. Uh, so all those places, which is the best? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be biased, but because when I was in Africa, I was six and it just seemed so amazing to me living there at that age when teenagers over there were bored to me it was just whoa i am free i am barefoot i can do whatever i want i'm going to the beach every weekend um the classrooms are outside just all this cool stuff that seemed like paradise to me mm -hmm. so i'm gonna say africa but because i was six so it was amazing by then. <laughs> but looking back now, now that you're older than six, would you still say Africa? Hmm. I kind of want to say the States at some point because that's where so many things happened. And I met so many people and I became an adult over there and all this. But every, every place I lived in were amazing in some way. Because it taught me some things and I was able to discover a new culture. So every place had something different. You know. Okay. So just based on your experiences, that's how you would pick which one is the best. But objectively, if you were <laughs> to ignore what you experienced there. Well, I'm going to have to say French just because I'm French. So I'm going to be like, well, my okay. whole family lives there and we have great things in France. I don't know if you want to get started on all of this stuff, but we have free healthcare. <laughs> I mean, not right there. Free education, almost, and just so many, we're, it's a socialist country, so there's a lot of things that growing up there got my mindset to all the good things that I don't really find in other countries. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, you got some free stuff that we would like to be free over here, uh, so. Yeah. Um, at this point in, uh, in 2019, do other countries um, actually want to visit the U.S., or are we not cool anymore? Uh, I'm going to say you're so cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's pretty sure. I, um, I learned to appreciate other states 
and other things about it than just going to oh New York and that's not really what I enjoy. So. Cool. So we have stuff to offer in other states. <laughs> that's something I guess. Elected enough to come back. So. Yeah. True. Very my, true. After my exchange. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Um, you touched on it a little bit um, with the free healthcare and whatnot, but uh, just broadly, what are some other differences you've noticed between France and the U.S.? Again, this is very broad, and we're talking like human interactions. School, yeah, let's yeah let's uh, uh, focus on we'll say human behavior and interactions. Um, the thing that people notice, I think, first when they come to the states, is that everything. Everybody seems so nice, very welcoming, but it turns out that oftentimes it's not really deep and it's kind of just a, oh yeah, everybody's so nice, everybody's friends, but not really. But it's all in the surface because you don't really create a lot of deep relationships, I believe. You have, I don't know, it takes a lot of time. Mm And it's pretty rare from what I found. So I don't know if it's just my experience, but you go to restaurants and think, oh, the waitress is so nice. Yeah, but they want their tip. You know, there's something behind it. Then in France, if you have someone truly nice, it's not for the tip because we do not tip because they get um, paid. So there's all these little things that uh, turned out that maybe they want something from you after all. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's in that's in the U.S. You're saying? Yes. Yeah. In the states, you can just arrive and say, "Hey, what's up?" To anybody, even if you don't know them, they're still gonna answer to you. You know yeah. that in France they might not, but once you're actually friends, I feel like you can count on them, and it's a deeper relationship and more meaningful. So you're saying we don't have meaningful relationships? Oh no, you guys do, because <laughs> I, I mean. I met great, amazing people. So it just, don't think, so for a French person coming to the States, they're gonna think that everybody's gonna be their friends. Based on the first impression, we're like, whoa, we're gonna be so close with this person. Whoa, we're gonna be great friends. No, they're just being nice. Mm. But it doesn't mean that they actually want more. Mm -hmm. And that's not everywhere? In France, people are not that welcoming at first. (laughs) Like, speaking at school, because I'm thinking, you know, when I came for my master's, so I'm thinking in that mindset, being at university. It seems so easy to talk to anybody at university, that in France, it's not. People just kind of come, sit, go through the class, and leave, and don't really try to engage. Hmm. But when they do, and when you actually have friends, then... It's often for life. Wow. I mean, I, I often hear the, the stereotype that French people are rude. So there's some... <laughs> not necessarily truth behind that, but that's where that comes from. That yeah. stereotype. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You've never heard that stereotype? Oh, I've heard a lot of stereotypes about French people. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear some that you've heard. Oh, I've had some great experiences. I hope the internet is ready for it. Sure. <laughs> All right, little anecdotes. First time I came to the States, so I was uh, 
20 and it was for an exchange and so obviously it was at university so I go to a party people ask me where I'm from because they can hear I have an accent I say I'm French they ask me to show my armpits because French people don't shave Wow. first experience in America Welcome to America. <laughs> Welcome to America. Are you hairy? Exactly. Wow. Did you show them? Oh, so, yeah. I do hear a lot of stereotypes. Did, I'm curious. Did you show them your armpits? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. That's crazy. Yeah. That was one of many. <laughs> I think that's pretty common with uh, Americans. We're, we're not very self-conscious of what could be considered rude uh, with people from other countries. But I don't think it's just America though, because even French people, when you don't really know about the other culture, you might do some things that you don't realize are rude. Mm -hmm. Like in, when I, same thing when I arrived in, in America. When I arrived in America, I went to a restaurant and I didn't know that it was rude to call for the waiter or the waitress. Because in France you do that, they don't come at your table all the time. so you call them when you need something and the person I was with my friend just looked at me kind of what what are you doing and mm. I didn't know that it was rude so sometimes it's not on purpose it's just you don't really know about the culture and you can't really know until you actually leave there and you know experience all of this so mm -hmm. Mm. yeah but just the fact that we wouldn't we wouldn't ask that question to another American like hey can you can I see your <laughs> armpits to see if they're hairy like we would never do that to another American yeah, I hope you would not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's just mind-blowing to me that they asked you that question. Mm. But, um, so you touched on different cultures and stuff like that. Um, and within a culture, there might be multiple languages. Um, and obviously you speak multiple languages. Mm -hmm. How many total? Just went to Spain, where I get to try on my Spanish. Not that good, so I'm not going to say that I'm fluent at all. <laughs> um, no, well, English and French, obviously. But I had to learn Chinese for my uh, undergrad, so I get some basis on that and spend it, but not fluent. <laughs> Just the fact that you can say, oh, yeah, I went to Spain to try out my Spanish, no big deal. <laughs> it was only cool. two hours from my house. <laughs> Welcome oh, <wow>. to Europe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I forget that they're that close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Nice. Um, do so do you think in different countries um there's a greater appreciation for foreign languages, like in learning multiple languages? I really think it depends because every time I say I'm French, people are kind of surprised because another stereotype, French people don't speak English very well. Hmm. And I see that because just like in so we do have to learn English at school. But just like you have to learn Spanish, or in Canada, they have to learn French. Right. But it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to actually speak after you stop, you know, school. So the difference with me was just that I actually loved learning another language. So because I liked it, I guess it helped. Because right. I have friends that went through the same classes, you know, with me, English classes, and they can't really speak. So if you don't have any interest, you can learn a language for eight years and still you won't be able to, you know, speak it very well, so... That's true. 
it just depends on your interest mm -hmm. i guess yeah so you touched on it um a little bit you said that you know people are required to learn certain <laughs> languages so i was just wondering if because like and like you said if you there's no interest you're going to forget about it so it just seems like in America, when you're required to learn language, as soon as you're done taking that class, you'll just completely forget everything that you learned. So I was just wondering if it was different in other countries where you were, maybe you have to learn it, but like you're more invested in learning the language and like you're more interested in doing it. Um, I think we just have more years than you do because we have to start in middle school until, uh, well, all the way through high school. Mm. So it is seven years or so where we have to take the class. I know that you just a couple, if that, yeah. sometimes. So that's the diff That's probably why people say that, you know, we're invested because we have more years. So. That makes sense. And maybe yeah, some because- Some people just forget about it. They go to like, and then they are done with high school and they go to university to do, I don't know, something science or whatever, and they don't use English ever again. Yeah. So, I remember uh, I took two semesters of French in college, and I remember when I met you, I was like super excited. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be able to, you know, use my French that I learned to talk with you." And you started speaking French, like actual French, and I was completely <laughs> lost. Like, okay, I didn't learn anything actually. <laughs> so that's a good feeling. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fun times. Mm. Um, generally, how do you feel about Netflix shows with the, that are in a foreign language that use subtitles? That's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, like, even if it's a TV show or movie in a language that I don't speak, I like to watch it in the original version with subtitles because you have the real, um, I don't even know how to say that, but the real, like, actors, yeah. they're acting. You know, then when you add someone a voiceover, it's just changing the whole dynamic. And I no, I can't stand that. Yes. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm actually really glad you said that um, because my follow-up question was going to be: Would you rather watch it in the original foreign language with subtitles, or would you rather watch it with um, your preferred language dubbed over? Mm, so we're like, oh, you know, where the lips don't match up with what they're saying because it's. <sighs> yeah, it just it, I don't know. Yeah, it just. And even now that I understand English, it just makes me even more mad because I can see what they're saying right. in the lips and it just doesn't match what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And it's more confusing than anything else, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're on my side with this one. Yep. Uh, I remember uh, uh, in grad school, we talked about the difference between art and distraction. Mm-hmm. And the, the difference is like the amount of attention we give it and if it's like mass produced or not. Yeah. And it just seems to me when when you dub over a show with new audio, obviously, I mean, obviously Netflix shows are mass produced for everyone, but when you yeah. keep adding different audio with different languages, obviously you're trying to reach an even bigger audience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at that point it loses value uh, because you're not watching it in the original foreign language it was meant to be watched in. So I agree with that, but in another sense, it really helps because I can see my parents, they don't speak English at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that on French TV, they are still to watch movies from the world, you know, mm -hmm. and they can understand yeah. because there is a voiceover. 
Mm-hmm. But that's that's what I'm saying. Those subtitles, though, like I don't know, it just seems like it's it's cheap when you use the the audio dubbed over when you should be watching it in the original with subtitles. Like you can read the subtitles if you can't understand what they're saying. You can read the subtitles. I agree, but because we're young, think yeah. about all the older people. They're probably glad that they don't have to read subtitles that they just want to enjoy because what if they're doing something else while you know listening to the movie or whatever because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm sure you do this <laughs> oh absolutely not no I was given my full attention yeah that's so I can point. see the value in it yeah but, that's a good point though I didn't, I didn't think about the elderly not that your parents are elderly but <laughs> yeah at a certain point it's more and more difficult to to read I guess I don't know yeah just not the interest of having to make that effort. Mm-hmm. But for people our age, um, should we should people go out of their way to watch a show in a foreign language with subtitles? I believe so, because you don't only get a glance of like the language, but the culture too. Because just like I said, I'm gonna take a weird example, but. I was watching a movie where they mentioned mac and cheese and it was before I came to the States and I had no idea what it was. And so I was just so confused and thinking about subtitles, we would have to say in French probably like noodle with ham and ketchup because that's what kids grew up, you know, eating rather than mac and cheese. What was it so called? all these little like differences like this, you can't... Well, I guess you can translate, but it just, I don't know, you learn of the culture as well when you listen in the original version, because you have all those little, you know, things that are proper and specific to the country. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I don't think Americans consider, that there's other things specific to other people that we would never think of. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Yeah, just like... Again, weird example, but when I was listening to, I was in high school, never been to America or anything. I did not know what the word date meant, like to actually date. And so I was listening to this song, Blink, and wanting to do first date. And I was just so confused by the lyrics, not understanding what it meant. Because to me, a date was like August 1st or like an actual Right, date. Like a ca- on a calendar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so this song just very confused me. And then I came to the States and I was like, oh, to date. Oh, wow. Everything makes so much more sense. <laughs> so all those little things that even if you learn a language, you still won't get until you actually experience living in the country. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we got to get out there more often. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Yes. Or watch more Netflix. I'd rather go explore, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, some of us can't afford that luxury. It doesn't have to be far. You can just go an hour or two away, but it's still a new city. Mm -hmm. Still something different. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. I just want to say that what you're doing is amazing. Oh. That it's awesome, and I'm very, very glad that you asked me to do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have you on. Uh, you were the very first person to text me um, after the first episode was uploaded. I left so hard. Oh. It was awesome. I appreciate that. And actually, this is actually long overdue because 
another name for Irish eggs is the French goodbye. Yeah, that's why again, me so confused with your question at first because I'm just like, well, it's like the French goodbye. I've heard that. Yeah, so I was just, I'll work on that. I'll, uh, I'll have you an answer for how to say it in French. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. Well, I guess this is me saying goodbye. Uh, au revoir. <laughs> Thanks again. So, as someone who has lived all over the world and can speak multiple languages, Tatiana agrees with me, for the most part. She's a little more understanding of people who don't do subtitles, but that's because she's a nicer person than me. I don't know why the French are seen as rude. But she agrees that people should watch international shows in the original foreign language. It's the least you can do to show respect to the storytelling in whichever culture it's grounded in. Irish exit ethnocentrism. There is literally a whole world outside the US, and you may not be able to travel anywhere, but Netflix can give you a taste of different cultures and languages. I mean, Netflix may one day be as expensive as world traveling, but right now it's kind of affordable, so take advantage. You can still watch Stranger Things and Orange is the New Black, but Try an international show every so often in the language it's meant to be watched in. Put in the effort and read the subtitles while you still can. <laughs> uh, that was kind of dark, but you know what I mean. And after all this, if you still don't plan on watching foreign language content, I say to you, you're canceled. <sighs> Just like Luke Cage on Netflix, which I'm still not happy about. Merci pour l'écoute, and I hope you'll join me next time. Irish exit everything. Irish exit everything.